You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. and welcome. Thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check out other episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and a quick warning to everybody listening to Movie Guys Podcast. Each show is spoiler-filled, and also, each episode is for mature audiences only. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I want to talk about Terminator Dark Fate and how not only is this the most disappointing movie of my life, but this movie angers me. I am joined here with Eric and Ryan, like always, and fuck, guys, this movie is stupid. When I left the movie theater with my wife, I was like, you know what? It's not that bad. And I just spent the past three days hammering it in my head. No, this is chicken shit. This movie sucks. So I had a, a slightly different perspective on it. But again, I'm not as invested into this series as, as you are. Um, I think the movie starts off really well. I think it, it starts off pretty hot. But after the first act, it really falls off the deep end. Oh, fuck you. Are you serious? They kill John Connor in the beginning, the first two minutes of this, like it was nothing. This character is important. And... You're just going to kill him off like that? Come on. Well, that's why this is a dark fate, because they are accepting of their, their dark fate from the beginning of it. In the beginning, like they are just completely going on this new timeline. John Connor is no longer in the Terminator franchise. He's, he's, he's not a part of the Resistance anymore. It's not even... Um, in writing anymore it's now somebody new it's a new fate a dark fate so that's why this is called this is because they're rewriting history well rewriting the future no but here's the thing well hold on so if it's built so this is ignoring t3 salvation genesis it goes off strictly from uh t2 judgment day they stop don't they do they not they stop um, Judgment Day from happening in 97. So in 98, like he's no longer needed to be the savior of mankind and the leader of the resistance. So him dying doesn't really impact the future anymore like it would have. Oh, oh, but Ryan, this is how you're wrong, my friend, because they say the line in the movie where uh, they say, okay, uh, it, is this part cool or is this part really stupid? So we find out in Dark Fate that the reason why that this Terminator, the T-800, kills John Connor 98 is because Skynet didn't, did not send back three Terminators like in the past two movies. They sent back, it was it was raining Terminators, essentially. It's several. They had sent back. Several. Said, yes. Is that, is that what she said? Uh, many yeah. or several or something like that? But, many yeah. or several. Let's, let's say a thousand, right? Because it actually, I will give a prop from contradicting myself on this. I like the fact that, that that's how a computer would think. Hey, let's send... 
a million Terminators, one of them will be successful. Okay, that's interesting. So this Terminator was sent back and took this long to find them. Well, no, no, no. It, it doesn't have to be that because the way that she was saying it is that they were that they were sending Terminators back intermittently. They were sending them back uh, through a span of time. She would get texts from uh, the mystery texter for for months at a time, and so we can assume that that schedule was probably since they had tried to kill uh, Sarah Connor in the first one. So they okay. probably were were that's where I'm getting it from. I might I might be wrong on that, but maybe that's this is my piece together is that they had been they the future uh, machines had been just been sending uh T eight hundred just kind of back, you know, uh on a schedule, on a loop. Like every you know, once every two every year or something like that. So Eric brings up a good point, something I didn't really think about. Um so Sarah Connor keeps getting these texts from a a, a no name person and so it's just coordinates and time. She's supposed to show up and there's a Terminator. She's supposed to kill the Terminator. Maybe and I didn't even consider this. She, Sarah Connor, has been stopping the future from happening because they're sending these Terminators back to kill specific people, and she's stopping them from doing that. So each time when she kills the Terminator, instead of having the Terminator kill that person, it changes the future. So continuously, it's just changing and changing and changing because the fate, the dark fate, um, at least what I gathered from the movie is isn't the fact that it's this one specific person that's gonna you know lead the resistance. It's the fact that humanity is always gonna create something that will end up destroying them. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, the reason why this is called Dark Fate is because of the line she says in the second movie: "No fate for what we make." That's the only reason why they call it Dark Fate. There is no talent in the story whatsoever. There well, hold on. Go go back to that, Jordan, because I didn't quite understand what you said. She says a line in the movie, in the second movie, that uh, there is no fate but what we make. That's what they constantly say in the movie. That's why this is called Dark Fate. That's it. Well, they refer to fate a lot in, in this movie, and more so just because they're accepting of this inevitability that the machines will have. a There will be a judgment day. There, there will at one point day in the future be a moment when the machines just take over and i like whether it be skynet or this new one legion i I like that how they put this future in it it's pretty cool to kind of see the takeover as it happens i really i really like she like that part it's always just nice to kind of see the chaos and then how they would interpret it and and this one was different instead of it i mean there were nukes obviously but they said it started with all the power just stopping right like that's just nobody knew what was going on. They just said everything, all the grids, everything just turned off, and they showed confusion. And then suddenly you got to see all the planes coming out of the sky, and that was pretty cool. Wow. Okay. Um. I but guess th- th- I saw the different what this movie. movie then. Is it? It's like it's them accepting this dark fate. That is, it's their inevitability. Just like Ryan had said, like the, you can't escape it. Humans will eventually create something that's going to lead to this, or maybe maybe this is just the next step in the evolution. Guys, did we see the same movie? Guys, this is Alien Three. I mean, it's 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 the same exact thing. James Cameron gives us aliens, and we fall in love with characters of Ripley, Hips, uh, Hicks, and Newt. And 
All of a sudden, David Fincher comes in with this artistic douchebaggery, and I love David Fincher, but he comes in saying, I'm going to make Alien 3 and kill off all the characters that we love. And that's what happens in the beginning <laughs> of this fucking movie. Listen, fucking I'm John not Connor's to new. this movie, but it's, it answers Sounds a like lot of... It, no, it, it just answered a lot of questions, and it feels like you're kind of avoiding those. Listen, I have a few more questions after watching this movie, but I think... What questions did this answer, man? The timeline, first off. What um, timeline? What timeline did this answer? That Judgment Day didn't happen. Skynet was prevented by Sarah Connor. And because of that, we now have this new dark fate where Legion has taken over. It explains that uh, their, their intermittent time travel of how that's coming back. And um, now that we have a new John Connor, like this is we have a jump off into a new franchise here. But you don't kill John Connor. Uh, have John Connor retire. Have John Connor live on a in a fucking island somewhere, and have this. Here's a better why, idea. Why wouldn't you? This is. I mean, this is this is this builds to it. Like this is. I mean, it makes sense, right? To have there be multiple Terminators that came back to kill John Connor. Like what? It also increases the stakes of the story because now, like the guy we've been told up until this point, is the hero and the, the leader of the resistance and the man that's going to save humanity from the robots gets killed before the credits even start. Okay, fine. But since we're pretending that the other sequels never happened and this is the sequel to Terminator 2, why can't Danny, who we uh, find out is going to be the leader of this new Legion resistance, well, this Legion world, uh, why can't she be... Uh, the wife of John Connor. Why can't she be the second-hand general, right-hand man, not even the wife? Why can't she be the right-hand woman, I would say, of John Connor? Hey, we can't kill this motherfucker, but let's kill the rest of his people. They did that in Terminator 3. You could do it better here. Why, why can't I, I, she just be on her on her own? Like, why can't it... she be the resistance of Mexico? And there's a resistance leader in Canada, a resistance leader in Germany. I don't care. I mean, but so many people you lose. She said Grace says that billions of people died. So it's not like they're going to have their own state militias and stuff. People are going to be banding together because they're going to be essentially mice running from cats in this scenario. And it also (sighs) it's the whole isn't isn't the whole thing about uh, Cameron uh, action flicks like the ones that you 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 mentioned aliens um, and then T2, where he turns the female lead into like this badass, tough as nails, doesn't take no shit character that don't need no man sort of sort of vibe. Like they have the their teammate, their partner in crime, I guess, with Hicks and then Arnie and T2. But you don't. The, the whole point of it is like you don't need that male figure because the woman's strong enough to handle business on her own, you know? That's that I, is I that is agree. every camera movie. Every camera well, movie. Well not even just that though. Uh Jordan, I mean this is this is becoming more and more part of Hollywood now. I don't know if this is just because of response of like of a of a Me Too thing or just because uh a diversity is now taken more of an awareness in Hollywood and so now more roles are being written for this. But listen, this movie had a had a lot of I had three huge uh, badass female roles in it too, and they even there was even a misconception in here too where they had assumed that Danny um, 
she was a target just because she was going to be the mother of, when instead she's actually the leader herself, too. So that knocked down that, too. But you also have, like, the trend of, of like, this new Ghostbusters that are coming out, or you have the new Charlie's Angels that's coming out, or what's that one that um, where Melissa McCarthy was in, where they were the ladies that they took back the streets and, like, they were the mob. They were the oh, mob the wives. sink, the kitchen sink. Yeah, something like that. So, you, so you have these this this kind of these new roles uh, that are written where you would think probably uh, would have been more of like a gangster type roles or or stronger roles for men in like probably films before, but now they're taking on this other gender and they're kicking ass. So, I it it didn't bother me. Oh, I would tell you exactly why, Eric, it bothered me, because I I almost had a tear running down my cheek when Linda Hamilton came on screen. She has not been in a Terminator movie since 1991's TT, a T2, almost had a tear. I had this warm feeling when she stepped out of the, uh, out of the Jeep, and I was like, oh, this is going to be exciting. And that moment was halted as soon as she said, I'll be back. Oh, then, I'm sure that was erased as soon as Arnie said, I won't be back. Oh, no, no, trust me. This is when I completely turned on the movie. I was I was okay with the movie. I became disgusted with the movie. And then this is what I turned from the movie. And Eric, you were talking about it in a second. I'll make my point short. In the first movie, she was small and mousy and meek. And then she became strong at the end. And number two, she was a Forced to reckon with, she was her own metaphorical nuclear bomb. She was a badass chick that took no shit. And then in this movie, they find Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator who killed her son halfway through the movie with an adopted family. And we find out that he's the one that killed John. And she makes a joke and says, I'm not going to call him Carl. That's not Linda Hamilton's character. That is not Sarah Connor. She would shoot him dead. No questions asked whatsoever. She, she is, tried to as soon as once, she saw him. Once. She did it once, and they're like, wait, no, we need him. And she's like, okay. I'm not calling she, him Carl. She had seemed to be pretty like open to killing him the entire time that they were to they were together. It's not like they were trying to have a buddy-buddy moment. It's more so like that one time when I think they kind of had to, to do like this teamwork type of thing. She kind of looked at him just be like, hey, just remember I'm going to kill you as soon as they get a chance. And he's like, yeah, fair enough. Like, she's not going to forgive him. He said that, she said that once, and he said it once to her, and that was it. Once. This is a woman whose I whole don't life think, has been altered from this Terminator. I don't think that their interactions oh. were were as bad as you think they are. Their, their one-liners were way worse. I, no man, they, they they had to do a lot of fan service for this movie, and a lot of it was a little bit too much, and it was just kind of like, okay, listen, you didn't need to do that. We we got the references. I get it. A good reference one is is when the Rev Nine model was going out on that truck, and he had some hooks or was hanging on the back of the tailgate as it was going down the highway, just like in T two. T two. Eric. So, <sighs> Ryan, okay, Ryan, do you have a dog in this fight? Am I making sense? Well, I mean, yeah, I think you are making sense because it, 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 like I said, I like the first act and then the rest of it falls off of a cliff for me pretty quickly. I think because I'm sitting there watching the movie and I'm trying to justify why they have to have both of these characters in the movie. And I can understand from a certain standpoint having Sarah Connor, but introducing the T-800 back in, uh, it just, I don't know, it never gelled for me. 
Um, I think why they why it exists the way it does is to try to give some sort of closure to the Sarah Connor character because mm-hmm. like I know in the second one like she saves humanity and all this stuff but uh, it kind of goes nowhere after that I guess in, so, in a sense because if you make the third movie and you feel the need to put her in what where else is it going to go and so you have to deal with the death of John uh, with her reconciling with the Terminator who becomes a good I don't I don't buy the he get, grows a conscience and becomes a good guy thing it, it doesn't make any sense to me on the surface um, and and when they going through the movie his he doesn't really have depth like uh, as much as as much as he does in T2 um, when he gets rewired no. and whatnot but Listen, like, this death was way better, I think, than T two. There was one. There was no thumbs up. Two. I. There was a bit more honorable. Gave him a proper goodbye. Um. In in three, he's finally fucking dead. Move on. I. Okay. But I just don't understand why the necessity of his inclusion, other than to close the story arc or like an emotional arc I, for I Sarah Connor, so she movie, can. I would say. Yep, yep. That was one of the questions I was going to bring up: is why does this movie need to exist? But like, it does exist, so I figured we would. Uh, like, uh, everything exists, so we have to kind of try to figure out a reason to justify it. Like reverse engineer. Like we found the tech, now we got to use it to build it. Well, well, how about this one for my nail in the coffin on the whole? This is not a Sarah Connor character for uh, for fucking Eric, and we can move on hopefully. Eric, the reason why this is a bastardization of her fucking character is because this fucking bitch went to kill Miles Dyson in his house with his family to stop, to stop Skynet. Yeah. Ruthless, heartless bitch. She had him on the ground, bullet hole in his shoulder, getting ready to execute him. She does not see Arnold Schwarzenegger and go, one shot, oh, I missed... I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to call you Carl. This woman tried to murder a man in his house with his family. This, 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 this lethal weapon Riggs and Murtaugh buddy cop that she has with Arnold Schwarzenegger is ridiculous. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I don't know what else to say that other than that, other than for John. That's all I got to say. Yeah. For John. For John. And then, Okay, can, can anybody explain to me why the fuck Arnold Schwarzenegger is sending her text messages about Terminators? Dude, he's trying to he's throwing her in the DMs, right? And then how you how you get with someone that you hit him in the DMs? That's exactly what the Terminator was doing to Sarah Connor. But why? To make to be friends because he grew a conscience. That's the only reason in the past twenty some years is be- come on, Ryan. There had that, been that's something. That's the right? only really? excuse that there was is that he. That was the fucking excuse. He, that's he raised a family, and he was doing this because you needed. She needed to find her purpose in life, right? Well, my popcorn ratings dropped even more now. <laughs> wow, that is really fucking stupid. It's so low that you're you're giving the movie popcorn now. Uh, you know I what? Think... Uh, go ahead, Ryan. Oh, I think like it's incredible because, like as I said, like once they started to have to explain the story and what was happening, and try to f- try to figure out a logical way, a reason why they're shoehorning Arnold back into this movie, um, you th- you you remember that there's seven, I think seven credited writers in the credits, four story by and three screenplay credits. 
and this is what they came up with. Oh. This was the best they could come up with. What? What? Well, don't forget the X Factor. And as soon as I saw this name in the credits, I, I literally threw my hands up in the theater and went, oh, that's why this sucked. This was produced David by Goyer. David S. Goyer. Yeah. He's one of the uh, credited screenwriters. Well, no wonder why this movie's shit. Well, so is Billy Ray. And Billy Ray, he he writes pretty decent movies. Like, he wrote Captain Phillips. I think he wrote uh, Syriana. <laughs> like, he's a so, decent writer. So, Ryan, you asked the question of why does this movie exist. I, I, I will tell you why this movie exists is because james cameron don't say money because that's cheap that's a cheap answer <laughs> no 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 it's not don't worry it's not but james cameron finally got the rights back to to make the movie he, james cameron got the rights back to where he owns the property and he was going to come back i mean this motherfucker pulled linda hamilton out of retirement he pulled her back into the terminator franchise this was ex-wife. a big wife ex-wife too yeah. I mean, I mean, after they divorced, she became a hermit. She was celibate, she said in an interview, for 20 years. I mean, motherfucker wrecked her. Split her in half like a piece of firewood. <laughs> right? And now they're all just coming back as a family reunion. What this movie should have happened was no Linda Hamilton, no John Connor, and no Schwarzenegger. Have this movie be a soft reboot of the Terminator franchise. Have... Have Grace, which is like the which is the female soldier that comes back as enhanced. She is great, by the way. I enjoy her. I will I will give the movie that. Sure. She was really good. Uh, let's her be the Kyle Reese. Let's have the Rev Nine be the Terminator. Blah blah blah. Do the whole song and dance. And at the end of the movie, when all hope is lost, here comes Sarah and John Connor. Come with us if you want to live. And then big explosion. And then dot 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 to be continued for part two. Boom! There's your fucking movie. Hmm. Because they get to go about it. That because that gets you hyped. That gets you ready to go to see what happens, and then you can end all the characters you, that you, you want to really end. Really, are team Team Connor though, huh? You want to keep it the Connor thing? You don't like this whole idea of Skynet being defeated, and then no, I don't. I don't, Eric, because because Cameron says that Terminator Three salvation and genesis never happened so if you're gonna make that bold statement and say that these three movies didn't happen and this is the sequel to at that time the most expensive movie ever made and the top grossing film ever made at that point in time that's beloved by millions you better come in with your fucking a game Mm. i mean i mean i have no issue with the storyline as it's presented i think it's i think it's intriguing the concept that I mean, especially now that I've uh, latched on to this idea that no matter what you do, it's all inevitable um, to present this, that through these different characters and using Sarah Connor as a Yoda-like figure, where she's now going to train. Cause like she was doing that for John, but John's dead, so now she's latched on to this this uh, Danny Daniela. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it's a, a smart way to go because uh, you can do it as it's it's basically a soft reboot of the franchise um, versus the last reboot they did with Genesis, mm-hmm. which actually, like watching this movie, I think it's kind of strange. There are some similarities between the two movies, um, like in some action set pieces, like they have that big helicopter fight in Genesis where they're all like where Arnold like create makes himself a, a dart and, and goes through one of the helicopters um, this they got they they increased it because now it's the um, the fighter jets. Well, they have yeah. to because 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 all the Terminator movies have had a, a helicopter battle in it. 
So they have to keep on upping it. Oh, all of them do? Yeah. I don't even remember. So, oh yeah, there was a big Does one in T2. the first one have a helicopter? There was, no, there was the, a big one in T2. Is it, is it those hover choppers that they have in the future, or is it like a helicopter? No, it's a helicopter. They were at they were at the Cyberdyne systems with Mile Dyson. They were they were in a big huge shootout with the cops, and then they have a car chase, and they're in a police Humvee while the T one thousands in a helicopter behind them chasing them to the to the oil refinery. Mm. Yeah, um, here's a big thing that 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 I really wanted to say that an Uber fan would know. So in the first movie, uh, the reason why that we get uh, the Terminators in the future is because she squishes because she squishes the T eight hundred in the press, and 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 they have the CPU chip and they have the arm in Terminator two right to build on right. Well, in the end of Terminator two, when the T one thousand and and Schwarzenegger are fighting, Schwarzenegger's arm gets gets crushed in this press as well. And then he breaks his arm off to go fight the T-1000 with one arm. So why couldn't they start the movie with not killing John and not have Legion and all this shit? Why can't we just have it be Skynet still, since this is the sequel to the second movie, and have them find that arm again? Yeah, been there, done that. But you're saying that the other movies didn't happen. So if you're following a linear storyline, they're shooting themselves in the fucking foot because these are not the characters that we last saw. On last season. These are different characters. All the characters from Stranger Things 4 are coming back as fucking 50-year-olds now. You get it? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Not a single one of these characters that were in the last movie, which is Terminator 2, is even remotely close to the character. It is It is ridiculous. This well, is not Sarah has Connor. Passed. This is not Sarah Connor. 20-something years has passed. Okay, how about this? Can I not sound like a fucking douchebag for a second and compliment the de-aging CGI though in the beginning before John got fucking this this fucking blasted in the chest? That looked exactly like Edward Furlong, and she looked exactly like she did in Terminator Two. That is amazing. Yeah, the the graphics look great in this movie. A lot better than what they did in Rogue One. Brian, did you like how they de-aged? I mean, it looked great. Oh yeah, no, I was like, I think it works as, uh, especially well because a lot of people, like nowadays, uh, the people that are gonna go watch this movie, the vast majority of them, most likely, uh, are not like super fans of the Terminator. Like they may be familiar with the franchise, but they're not in like super into it. So I think it's a, I think I thought it was a smart idea to open with the video footage of um, Sarah Connor because then you see what she looked like. So then when you get into that sequence where they're on the beach where it, it, it's not like such a surprise. And I think they did um, for the, I would say 95% of the, the shots in this movie, the, the special effects are CGI is fucking almost perfect. They're almost perfect. Um, and of course we would not be, you know, sitting here talking about a Terminator film unless we talk about the new one, the Rev nine Stupid retarded, retarded name. Eric, what do you think of the Rev-9? Yeah, aside from that, I think it's a little weird that two separate companies came up with kind of the same design of a robot. But the other part of it, um, I thought it was pretty cool that this thing could clone itself. That that was really a really a cool feature. Um, I, I liked Rev-9, man. I thought it was, it was pretty cool. Um, but there are like parts where if you are this this hyper advanced robot 
or Android, whatever you want to, however correct you want to be, and you have like this liquid fiber metal, and you can manifest anything, kind of like almost like a like a clay face type of thing, you know, or Sandman type. Of, you just just create nice. it. Like, why wouldn't you just start throwing stuff at at the human? It's just, it's a squishy human. Just just throw cars and just just throw everything at it. You know, I mean. Constantly, always. That's that's what I would, I, you know, that's what I'd be doing. I would. I, I know that there's fighting with Grace in this movie, with uh, the uh, enhanced human, but there are there are so many times that Rev Nine could have just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, yeah. You could could just picked up a dumpster and just just threw it right <laughs> at her. A dumpster would would have been great because that's what anything. This movie there was there was any shit. there was so many ample parts where you could have just picked up something and just thrown he picked up everything else you could you could have easily just picked up something you know what i mean a bowling ball you know what i mean anything uh a tire that that would easily do the job a rim you know what i mean anything right would, would anything. have been real real quick just would have been real he was in a military base for like a lot of times you know what i mean just you could just but that's just that was just me thinking because i, I don't know that's what i would do if i was a, a rev nine Right, and especially if you could clone yourself too. You, there you go. You get two people throwing shit at the human. Uh, game over. You're, bye. End of Pack movie. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, right? What'd you think? I think I think it's a pretty cool design. The uh, the fact that it can split in two. I th- it took me a while to figure out because like, I think it's like what sort of tech is it built out of? If it's because uh, I was I thought it was like nanotech oh, or like something similar to that. A little bit, yeah. Where, like, well, I was thinking more like Iron Man, where his suit's made out of nanotech in the later movies. But like, um, like, how would it be able to duplicate itself without losing parts of its body? But then, when it is duplicated, parts like unnecessary aspects are missing. Like, it doesn't need the top of its head. Some like its inner work, like its inner lining, is missing and things like that. So I caught on to it eventually. Um, I didn't quite understand uh why he has to be naked. When he goes back in time, if his body forms the clothing, um, well, that's how all. I, of, I mean, uh, uh, the T one thousand was the same way too. So that's just a point of go with it. Okay, all right, makes sense, I guess. Um, and so, and, and they introduce in the first act that he has the ability to mimic people's appearances and their voices, and he never uses that again. It would be quickest way he touches uh, Sarah Connor, he touches Grace, he touches Arnie. But he never transforms into them to try to like swindle his way into killing Daniela. Uh, I didn't understand that concept of it because why would you introduce it to try to get to her at first and then you never use it again? The rest of the because movie. that's why the T one thousand in Terminator two was the best fucking villain because he did at the end. He touched Sarah Connor, told her to call the John. She calls the John. And then you see Sarah Connor, and you think it's her, but no, it's the T one thousand. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying like, oh, like the revolutionary idea. I'm just saying why. No. Why didn't they do? No, that? but that's what I'm it saying. Seems like it's a plot hole. I'm agreeing with you. That's why they did it in the second one. Why did they do that again? This thing was very capable of doing that. You're 100 percent right, Ryan. I did like the idea though that because the guy who plays him uh, doesn't stand out from a crowd like he's not super buff like arnold he's not tall like um oh man 
the T-1000, Patrick, what's his Robert name? Robert Patrick. Robert. Robert. Robert Patrick. He has, a like, a unique look to him. Like, his face is sharp, and he's got those eyes. So, like, he, he kind of stands out. Like, you would notice him in a crowd because he looks kind of like a serial killer. But, like, the, the, the person who's playing the Rev-9 in this, he would blend in with anything. He, he has no defining physical characteristics that separates him from anyone else standing next to you. And I think that's... I actually really like that idea, that concept. Um, but everything else is kind of old hat, really. I agree. I agree. All right, guys, let's get into our popcorn ratings here so we can call it a night for this one. Uh, Eric, let's go with you, buddy. What will be your popcorn rating for Terminator Dark Fate? Uh, short and sweet. This is a small bag for me. Um, didn't stand out in any way. Uh, the action was cool, but any question that I had going into it was answered. Unfortunately, after the movie was done, I was left with more questions that were new, and I didn't get answers for those. I just, um, so, I don't know. It's, it's an open ending. At the same time, it's also a looped ending. We can just assume that this is going to keep on looping over and over again in a time loop, or they could go in and try to kill Legion. Either way, I'll, I could rant on about the possibilities because, again, I have no answer. So, well, small bag because the action was hot. That's about it. This movie is definitely a no bag for me. And, of course, I showed my hand as soon as we started the episode. And one of the issues that I have with it is that none of the characters are what they were set up to be before in the past two movies. I'll give you just one example so I don't talk about the hundred. Just one example about it, it makes no sense. Arnold Schwarzenegger comes in the beginning, shoots John Connor twice in the chest with a shotgun. Sarah Connor runs after him, starts to hit him. He just holds her for a second, Schwarzenegger does, walks away. Where in Terminator 1, we see the motherfucker shoot up a whole entire police precinct to get to Sarah Connor. Why would he not kill her after John is beyond me? It's because his mission is done. Fuck you. You lost me as soon as that happened. This this is this is a disgrace. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this. James Cameron, don't make another movie again. I hope you do not make your Avatar movies. Uh, why did you do this? This is despicable. This is ridiculous. This is insulting as a Terminator fan. We've reviewed a lot of shit movies this year. This is definitely my top 10 worst films of the year. For me, no bag. Absolutely. I was expecting more uh, reaction, but never mind. So, Ryan, <laughs> what is going to be your popcorn rating for Terminator Dark Fate? I think I just think we're so used to you speaking in hyperbole, Jordan, that we've come, we've become numb to the situation. Well, thank you. I love you too, buddy. <laughs> I want to give it a small bag. Um, Boo! Boo! Winnie Testerberger. Boo! Hey, man. Go on, hey, if the whole movie had been like the, the opening act, this would be a, a large bag for sure for me. Uh, love the beginning. I love Mackenzie Davis. I think, uh, like, Grace, uh, you know, the character herself is so-so, but I think Mackenzie Davis, like, I, I hope this movie is, is somewhat popular so that she's in more, like, tentpole productions because I think she's one of those people that deserves to be seen. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Tully with her. She also and, was the... Uh... Whore in uh, Blade Runner 2049, wasn't she? I think she's in 20... I haven't seen 2049 yet. Fuck you. Um, 
Wow. But I'm not 100% sure. Um, but she's in the show Halt and Catch Fire, which is pretty good. Um, but Charlie's Theron and Tully, she's really good. Um, the characters in the movie don't really, like, there's no real depth to them. Um, but the opening is pretty much just straight action. And you're, you have all these questions like, who are these people? Why are they important? All this stuff. And once they start attempting to answer all the questions they set up in the first act, that's where the, the movie kind of falls apart. Um, but like, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of the opening. One of the things though, I, I, I do re- regret they didn't do was when the Rev nine comes back to the past and he's walking through that courtyard and he, you know, greets that lady. I wish they would have shown like a, a full frontal nude shot instead of just like the side of his butt. Cause then they could have, we could have seen like he has no penis and he's just walking straight towards her with like a Ken doll down there. I think that would have really set the mood like, Oh, it's very odd. Very weird. Um, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that's one of the things I wish they would have done. I, 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 uh, the opening act downgrades a little bit for me because they didn't show the Ken doll that why would a robot need a penis? They show fucking Schwarzenegger hanging brain in the beginning of Terminator one when he kills Bill Paxton. What more do you want? Right, but they didn't have the tech back then to cover that up. Now they have CGI. They can just erase that guy's what dingling. What the fuck and are you get talking about? Ken doll down there. Hey, man, I'm saying one of the things I didn't like about the movie. Oh, my God. And then after, <laughs> once, the, once the second act starts, it kind of craters for me, and I got kind of numb towards the end. I think they also undermined um, Daniela's heroic arc near the end because if – she only to me it comes across that she only does the things she does at the end of the movie because Grace told her that she becomes the leader of the resistance. If we would have gotten that information at the end, like if if we didn't have that bit in the cockpit where she's like, "Oh, I was sent, you know, I was sent back to protect you because you're the person that, you know, you you turn scavengers into a militia and a militia into an army and all this." If we would have just gotten the bit at the end where her and Sarah are like are watching Grace at the park and Danielle says, I won't let her die again. Credits. I mean, we would have got the same idea. We would have known. I guess. I mean, but that's but yeah, that's called small bag. That's called thinking. Which this movie doesn't. So, all right. Well, thank you so much, uh, you know, Ryan and Eric, for joining me for this for this discussion here of, of Terminator Dark Fate. I was excited for this all year, and I think there's a theme with Movie Guys podcast where Jordan's really hyped about a movie, and nine out of ten times he's disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I'm not hyped with Doctor Sleep. Next week we got Doctor Sleep, a movie I have no interest in seeing at all. Uh, but God bless Movie Guys podcast. So uh, we'll be Good. checking. You'll, you'll probably love it then. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I probably will love it. I guess. So next week we got Doctor Sleep coming. Uh, but everybody, thank you uh, so much for listening to our episode here for. Uh, for Movie Guys Podcast. Uh, like always, just uh, check us out on uh, social media to search for Movie Guys Podcast with the, with the popcorn logo with the uh, with the headphones on it. And uh, make sure to check us out at podbean.com and movieguyspodcast at podbean.com. So, uh, Eric and Ryan, thank you so much for joining me here discussing Terminator Dark Fate. And we'll be back next week for the sequel of The Shining, a movie that I never wanted to see, Dr. Sleep. We'll see what happens. Have a good night. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com.